on Dublin Digital Radio. Dublin Central Councillor Gary Gannon sat down with activist Mick Rafferty. Mick is a long-time community worker in the inner city and they chatted about issues affecting the area. This podcast is part of a series looking at the community in which DDR's studios are based, the North Inner City. Hey now folks, my name is Gary Gannon and I'm joined by my friend, the activist, artist and I would say philosopher Mick Rafferty and essentially we're going to get together and we're just going to have a chat about the area that we both call home. So Mick, thank you for talking to me as always and I suppose my first question is a very basic one. Could you tell us a little bit about where you grew up? Not far from here is where I was actually born which is Fitzgibbon Street. and my mother has a great story. She, she, she married this beautiful man from Pier Street. She lived in Moss Street. They got married out of the flat, and she remembers the two of them uh, after the reception walking across the city to their new flat in Dominic Street. And within a very short time, she had two two babies. Uh, and this woman in uh, Fitzgibbon Street said to her, I have a bigger flat than you, a bigger room, actually, because they were the old tenements. Why don't we swap? And they did. And my mother obviously says that the woman went to Dominic Street and she must have left the Bairdstone because in the space of a year, you know, that woman had a baby. But there were four of us then in Fitzgibbon Street. <clears throat> she, she's a phenomenal memory. So it meant that Mountjoy Square was our garden, you know. I've no great memories of... of uh, sort of living there because I must have been about two uh, when we moved to Ballyferman. Ballyferman? Yeah. I didn't know you ventured southward. Yeah, yeah. We we, we moved over to <coughs> 208 Leafenew Road and I have vivid memories of, of that area because facing us was a farm and to the left was a wheat field. A wheat field in Ballyferman? A wheat field where the lawn is. So what, what year are we talking about? We're talking about 53, the 50s. Yeah, okay. I know, Gary, it's terrible. <laughs> but it was idyllic because, uh, I mean, right, right through it, uh, you know, there, there were wheat fields, ancient graveyards, uh, great. There was a place called the California Hills, which, you know, and then a little bit down, my mother used to walk us down to the Phoenix Park. And, and there was a great sense that here we were coming from a tenement in the heart of the city to this new place, you know, which was, you know, on the verges of, of the city. My father was, was a docker, uh, and he, he was a casual docker because his father was the button man. So he'd, he'd come in, let's cycle in, and at one point he got a bike. And if he didn't get work, he'd come back without money, you know. What's a button man? A buttman is, is, a, is a docker who's actually employed by, say, the B&I at the time, the British and okay. Irish the steam package company, or you could be in, 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 on the uh, 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 <clears throat> casual, which is what you, you weren't employed. You went down and you stood on a reed okay. and literally you, you could have been picked for the day. I mean, I later did it in the 60s. I mean, I actually worked on, on the docks and was picked... Uh, used to stand in John Rogerson's cave, but maybe we, we'll come back to that. But my father had meant <clears throat> that he should, sometimes would come back from town to Ballyfermot and uh, he, he wouldn't have had any work, you know. Uh, 
and but he was active I mean, and, and I think I got some of my activism off him he uh, helped found the Cherry Orchard very successful junior league uh, FAI league he helped found it and it, out the back he got money off this, uh, the, the, so, you remember the Junos periods Pinafall were very powerful uh, Especially did, on the docks, sort the organisation. I'd imagine so, and also just that they, they, they because they, they'd had a policy which we come back to with a building social housing. Uh, they were very popular. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's a different Fianna Fáil party uh, now, and that's where, where when we moved to Ballyfermot, it, it was a Dublin corporation uh, house that we had, two hundred eight. But we, my, my elders, my, 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 my father founded Cherry Orchard. He got some money through some Fianna Fáil contacts and the actual uh, dressing room, the pavilion for the, for the team was built at, at the back of our garden. So the team used to dress and run across and play in the lawn that it had been a weed field, but it was torn into a lawn. So I have a lot of happy memories of, of Bally Fairman. We had a tragedy. My, my, my elder sister uh, died in 56 she was only nine and a half, and that had a huge impact on, on the family and a huge impact on my father. He, he uh, went through a, a sad period of depression. And he then decided, because of the casual walk on the docks and because of the memories of, of my sister, he got it, which was unusual in those days, he moved from Ballyfermot to Sheriff Street to Phil Shanahan House. And we moved there, I, I must have been about uh, nine and a half, ten, uh, number 34, Phil Shanahan House, which two, a family of, of suburbanites coming from this open space into this crowded sort of area, you know, over, you know. But I've had, I have great memories of Sheriff Street as well, you know. These are the flat complexes in the, 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 the There was a series of flat complexes which... Uh, were demolished now, it must be 20 years ago, began to be demolished as part of the Dockland redevelopment, knocking down, uh, moving uh, people. I mean, the logic was quite simple to knock them down, that there was a huge, most expensive land now in Europe was occupied by people who were paying very little rent, moved the people, you know, the people fought, and, and there was a number of other factors. But there was a series of blocks Phil Shanahan House had four connecting, uh, four blocks and balconies, pram sheds in, in squares. Everybody had their own washing line. Uh, then there was Larins' mansions. It had six blocks. Bridges Gardens had four, and then there was another Bridget's that had six. So you, you had a, a lot of people living down there, a, a lot of big families, a lot of, a lot of people who worked and, and this is the point of, of my, my consciousness raising, that people worked in, in uh, the industries that are around there, and I'm sure you, 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 you know this, there was loads of industries, there was full employment. Such as, what were the industries? There was woodwork industries, timber industries, metal industries, printers, uh, you know, people like O'Keefe's, uh, McNaughton's, Brooks Thomas's. My, uh, my, my wife worked in Cal's, which is a printer's, uh, uh, my two sisters w- worked in clothing factories, Janelle Ware, and you know, w- w- at the back of us here, Foley Street, that was full of clothing places. Uh, so it, it was customary. 
unexpected that children would leave school at 14 and go out and become a breadwinner uh, f- f- for the family. Hand up money. Oh, and hand up money, yeah. That's yeah, and... and yeah, you know, you, you became... Uh, 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 no, by this time, my, my, my grandfather, Daniel, who lived in Pier Street, had uh, re- resi- retired from the docks, so my father became a buttonman. So he had a fairly steady amount of income. But my memories are definitely of... Uh, I, I uh, worked... When I left school... Well, it, I left school at 14, worked in... in uh, in a couple of places, messenger boy in chemist shops. Then I walked in O'Keefe's for a while. And then I ended up in a place on the Richmond Road, which made the frames for televisions. Televisions were coming in. Televisions were coming in. The, 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 the insides of televisions. And were where were they going? Were they going into the flats? Did everyone down there? <laughs> the frames would be imported. And they'd come back with the with, with the, the, the the stuff in them, you know, the, the technology, and they'd be sold, obviously. But the point I'm making was it, was it was the beginning of free trade, which obviously affected a lot of stuff. Uh, but I, I, you like you like this little epiphany, Gary. I, I remember storing glue because we used to put the veneer on the the wood, and the, then the, the, the fitters would make up the, the boxes and stuff. And uh, beside me was an, an, an older, he seemed older, but I presume he's only in his 30s, but he was doing exactly the same job as me. And uh, I said, I don't want to be doing this when I'm his age. And I went to my dad, uh, and I, I said, I want to go back to tech. Uh, I don't, I, don't, I wasn't very, very uh, good in school. I, I, I don't know whether it was the teaching or not, but he brought me up to the North Strand, the North Strand Tech. Uh, where I was just now, we were rehearsing the play, and I, w- I was in there in the Marino College where is now, and he said to the principal, my son w- wants to go to tech, wants to, you know, become uh, a, a, a tradesman. And your man said, okay. It was a bit late, the tech had already started, you know. But I, I, looking back on it, that was a very, what my father did, because yeah. he could have said, listen, you're making money. But I suppose that because he had now a fairly regular if if sometimes erratic income, that was okay. So, but I, I went to not not a lot of people, not a lot of young people, men or women, from the flats or from the, the, the northern city at that time went to tech, oh, yeah. and uh, because they were making making a living, you know, and it was this it was the year that free education was introduced. What year was that? About 66, 66, 66, yeah, 66. So, so come here, that's the foundation and it's a real great story. Tell us about what you're doing now. Let's skip the middle part and tell us about... <laughs> no, no, I want to come back to the middle, but I want to see... Yeah. I want to fill in those blanks. Tell us what you're doing now. Well, in a sense, the last job I had was over there in what is Killarney Court. And I ran a, a, an organisation called Community Technical Aid. And the idea of community technical aid was to provide some of the expertise, like a, a town planner, a researcher, an architect, uh, and people with community mm-hmm. experience in order to work with groups. I mean, it's, 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 people take it for granted that it's easy. You know yourself, it's not. You, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. There's all sorts of processes that you try to get through. So we had that. But that was one of the projects that was taken out yeah. in, in the, that uh, uh, 10 years ago eight years ago when the recession hit 
But uh, I suppose what I'm trying to get, I know you as the activist, I knew you as the politician. And then in my last couple of years, I now know you as the artist. <laughs> and I've seen you involved in loads of different arts groups. And I know on the, you're involved in this. You want to tell us a little bit about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, but the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that, that, that this is sort of connected with that. They knocked out all of the key, some of the key projects. And this, to some extent, left the area without advocates to... Besides yourself, and, and, well, and you're doing true. a great job, you know. But on the ground, really way down, uh, the, the, you know, they, they knocked most of the, the, the key people who, who were, were active in the area out. So that left a void. Now, I do walk up north with loyalists, but I also said, well, how do, do you begin to get people, like you are asking me to tell a story, how do you get people to tell stories? So we began working with young people uh, and locals and began very simple techniques. One of the techniques we have is asking people to tell, did you have a good day, bad day in the last while? And out of that emerges the issues affecting people in their lives. One of the stories that, that emerged was about this uh, couple who were uh, about to celebrate their anniversary uh, and their son was an addict, and they're sitting there one night, and there's a, 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 there's a big crush in the, in the front door, and it's two dealers, and they basically roughed them up and say, your son owes his money. His debt is now your debt, and if you don't pay up, we're going to get him. You know, we're going to make an example of him. That's what, what the play Under Pressure is, is about. But I suppose through the, the exploring that issue, we try to reach out to the community and say, what is it we can do about this issue? In an entertaining way, like in a way that engages people rather than lectures to them. Uh, and we're showing it next Wednesday in the old Merino to Tech, North Strand Tech, where, where I, I went all those years ago. That's what I was thinking. It seems to be a nice an overlap. You were it's, there it's... originally as a builder and now you're back and you're probably still being a builder, <laughs> but just in a different kind of way. Yeah, but, but the, the, uh, the, the point, I suppose, between that beginning, you know, the when I said it, all of the young people walking, going out when they're 14, and now some of the lessons haven't been, been, been learned. You know, the, the, the middle bit would be that we recognised that this area, when the docks began to go, all of those industries started moving out to the suburbs, and was being replaced by, you know, the knowledge industry. A completely different type of, of skills were needed. Yeah. And the, this community, the young people in this area, were not facilitated to make the transition from manual-based type of industries to the new brain or knowledge-based industries. And at, at its heart, at its heart, that is the nature of the inner city problem. And that's not unique. I mean, there's cities like Limerick, Cork, all have that problem of all the old industries gone and not the, the populations being then seen as redundant. And as you know, that's been a dynamic in this area to fight for housing, to fight where we're sitting, around the corner, Summer Hill, Gardner Street, tenement houses, but they could have been refurbished, could have been left to, to retain the intactness of the Georgian city. Instead, they demolished them and we launched a campaign which was basically light up the city with houses and uh, we occupied buildings and 
eventually the Gregory deal gave the money for the houses to be put in. Otherwise, the, the state's answer was very simple. Move people out. Do you see any difference now? What, what we four decades on? Do you see, so four decades on, we've still got a, a skills problem. We've got a problem of housing. We've got a problem of our advocates in terms of training advocates, and you're doing a fine job of that. But do you see any difference in t- the type of problems that we have now? Well, the, the, there still is this mismatch between the new industries the new uh, that, that are coming in and the educational system here. And I thought the recent report, Mulvey, I thought he was very, very weak on analysing that. Like, like mm. saying, you know, like the, the world was, oh, we can't deal with the past. You actually can. And if you don't analyse where... Like, uh, the, one of the ironies of, of what, what we're dealing with at the moment is... Uh, in 1982, we, we had a, a month-long festival called the Looking On Festival. And in one of the pubs down in Chomack Dermot Street, Maurice, Pat Kenny interviewed me. Just as you were sitting there, he interviewed me and he said, he asked me, he said, what, what, what was, what's community development about? What are you just looking for? And explained. But the thing is, we filmed it. And sitting at the bar are two young guys, 82. It was Gerald Hutch who was about 17 at the time, you know. Uh, now, I often, I, I know uh, Gerard, and, you know, I, I've often talked to him about that film, and I've often said that if there were proper intervention, educational interventions, that guy would have ended up, as, you know, an executive in the Bank of Ireland rather than, you know, being seen as some, you know, whatever the way he's seen. And it, it's just so that, that all the time, the, the, the key issues have, have been missed. Now, I'm, I'm, there's a new task force. Yeah. To some extent, as you know, it's repeating, you know, another silo in silos, another thing, another committee over committees, because you have the integrated uh, uh, committees, the, the local area committee in, in Dublin Corporation. Why wasn't that simply fortified? They had good plans. Up to the recession, there was a lot of goodwill to work with communities, to create, and that's where CTA came in, to create plans that people were fully participating in the development of. Now, I think all of that has been lost. And that, that even this new initiative, it doesn't have enough community dynamism. It's, 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 it's likely to turn into another layer of bureaucracy rather than... It, it's not asking the right questions, you know. When did you last see? When was, what, what's a, in a year you could point at and you say there was a time when community dynamism existed? I think there was a, there was a period in, in the 80s uh, when... Uh, there's an interesting film has been made by CAN, Community Action Network. I don't know what you've seen it called uh, Rekindling the Spirit. And it explores that. What it does is... I, I was involved in making a couple of programmes on... on t- uh, on t- television for seven days at the time and they took that seven days thing it was made about Sheriff Street they showed it to a young woman uh, Amber and they got Amber to interview people like me elders and ask the questions that you're asking me except what emerges is a really interesting uh, the view of the history of the area seen from through the eyes of a 12 year old which is fascinating yes. Because she, you know, she's innocent to some extent. She wouldn't have known anything about what I'm telling you. So she's probing and she's asking. 
And what emerges from it, and, and there was a process of getting people together, like people, a whole range of people, and talking, and everybody agreed that the state turned the community sector deliberately, routed it into an, an energetic, dynamic engagement with the state, constantly questioning the state, into a labour activation model, right? into, you know, yeah. and, that, and that's what, the, into ticking boxes, you know, that if you, if you didn't uh, connect in with, with the, la- uh, the labour market, what you were doing was of no value. Yeah. You know, so it, 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 that's where we're at in community development, I think, you know. Oh, it's OK. I have to memorise. You know, right? I get them for you. Uh, which is sad, you know. Uh, I also think, that, believe it or not, that, 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 that the famous Gregory deal in 1982 was an extraordinary opportunity. It was an incredible... Uh, people always point to kind of the localism and building houses around. Yeah. But those conditions in there about the banks and everything, wasn't it? Well, we... we the, 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 yeah, let, let me just go back, if, if you will. I mean, a, a heavy influence on me was a group called the Foundation for Human Development. You, okay. you wouldn't remember, but they operated from UCD and they were connected with Ivor Brown, there was a, a documentary last week on him, on about his psychiatry. But he was a fascinating man, and a, a couple of the people, they introduced us to some of the concepts that were de- developing in the States. And they, the, the inner city, you see, because a lot of the planners were rural, they would just see a line. they say, oh, we build a motorway up the canal, look, it's already there. But it was going through communities. Yeah. What's left up Summer Hill, if, if you look at it, like that, that, that was part of a motorway that was a, a, a dual carriageway that was going to feed into the Eastern Bypass, which was to go along the canal. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, they, they and there were, was a huge campaign around stuff. It was a huge campaign. And, and we that eventually. politicised a lot. That brought you yourself, Tony Gregory, Fergus. Yes. That yeah. was the campaign yeah. that brought Because it yeah. would have gone right down tr- and into Sheriff Street. And gone across. It was mad, but I'm saying that the planners who did that had no conception of an inner city and the challenges of a, of a city when its industrial base changes, and and that's what the foundation introduces to the concept of the inner city, and the other concept it introduces to was not just being disadvantaged, but multi disadvantaged, that because of uh, where you live because of the lack of access to education, because of uh, the environment that you're living in, that it's it's a complex human situation that's required in connecting with the person uh, and creating, you know, opportunities for that person to to realise their potential Mm -hmm. rather than just become, have a skill to be able to fit into a labour market, you know? I think the fancy term we're given that now is the intersectionality of oppression. Wow, that's I think, a good one. Yeah, I, think I wish that's I had known gonna... that. That would have changed my life. But, <laughs> but I, it, it is. But it, 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 I think part of the dynamics of community stuff is to change the culture uh, as the objective circumstances, the economic basis changes to try to give people the opportunity to change. But as we know from the North, and as we know from our own people, that, that, that change can be painful and slow. And, you know, the, the American woman gave me this, she's a professor, she's a, an Afro-American, 
and I was explaining some of the issues around travellers and around inner city people. She said, yeah, I, I came from uh, Harlem. And uh, she said, uh, I always describe that phenomenon as, as the, the bucket of crabs. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I was like that. I said, I was that crab that wanted to get out and put my hand on, on the edge and pull myself up. And all the other crabs wouldn't let me, they pulled me down. That's interesting, isn't it? It is. And in a sense, community development is about working with those who don't want to change and also giving that other, just a lift up, like the Trinity Access Programme. Phenomenal program. I, and and I, I was involved in the beginning. I know that it's a, I can't think of his name, the, the guy who was, a, he became provost, acting provost for a while. But he, he, he was, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm responsible, but he, he heard us saying, yeah. and he responded. Would have been around and, the same times so that he was a very active. Yeah, know, and, and we, we, were, we were talking about, look, I mean, there has to be some way of, of a big institution linking in. You know, and, and that's what I mean of, of creating that, 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 uh, the avenue out to, to help because uh, it's, it's, it's not easy. I mean, uh, you get some people in this community, young people now, and what they aspire to be is living on the, the cost of the soil, drug dealing, you know. That, 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 that's the way of life that they Is that the, Do you think that's the aspiration? I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm probably slightly uh, uh, exaggerating, but, but clearly we have a problem. I remember talking to a lad in the... In one of the community centres he used to walk in, the lad was 16. And he was only getting... He was in court that day for... He was in court that day, he was only being caught selling a bag of something or another. And that bag must have cost 60 euro. And I was giving out to him, I said, how did you flood your own neighbourhood with that? Or how yeah, did you flood yeah. your own place with that? And he said to me, well, I had to get paid. My solicitor got paid. Everyone gets paid, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that hit me, that really struck me about this idea of a poverty industry. And that lad who was... That fella who was selling drugs and it's a horrendous thing to be doing, and how he ended up becoming some sort of a hamburger for the state. His solicitor got paid, the judge got paid. If he went to prison, he got paid. And when all that money adds up, I started to ask myself, everyone agrees this is a problem, but is there really an appetite to solve it when it generates so much money? Maybe not. I mean, it's a bit like the, the, a lot of the contradictions and, and paradoxes about the housing problem. You know, uh, the, 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 you know I, I mean, the... the, the, the Problem is we've gone wrong somewhere, you know. Yeah. And that it's it's a, it's a bit like the, the Northern Ireland peace process, you know, that it generates a lot of you know security, a lot of work for people involved in certain sectors. So they don't necessarily want it all resolved quickly because where are we going to get the money from then, you know? Yeah. And it's a bit like that. If you solve a problem, what 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 do you do with the like the solicitors, the guards, you know, and uh, but it, 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 one, one of the ironies is that there, there was a time, as you know, street dealing, street trading, hawking, was very honourable. I mean, your own well, family had yeah, come from that, that, yeah. that side where you, you, Chrissy Mangan, you know, that they, they, dealing was a good thing on this area. <laughs> and, and yet how strange now that we, we, we a dealer is anathema to us now, you know. Yeah. And it, it's that sort of crabby thing, you know, that you're either pulled down in, into where... You, you, everybody's smothering each other, or you transcend. Can I use that word? Big word. Yeah, transcend and do so. Let me tell you about my, my, my son. He he he. Uh, I don't know what you know him, Anthony. I, no, I never met he's, your son. He's older than Lynn, but you, you, you do know. And uh, <clears throat> Anthony was given 
uh, over in uh, Barrow Street was giving a, a talk to his he's a director in PayPal when I say director he's European director okay so he's he's a director in one of the top 100 companies in the in 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 the world and the reason I'm telling this is that he made a little speech and he said I come from a, a family of importers and exporters both his grandfathers my wife's yeah. father was a docker. He was a breaster, actually, on the docks, yeah. which meant he, he tended to walk with... When the goods came on, he'd load them on, onto vans, go with the van and unload them. So he's a breaster. He walked alongside the driver. My father, as I said, was a casual and then a button man, and he looked like him. So Anthony said, I come... And me, I walked on the docks, and my, my, and my brothers walked on the docks. So he said, I come from a family. He said, the only difference between them and me is that they did it manually, and I do it electronically. He works with PayPal, who, mm-hmm. you know, you know. And I, 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 I said, wow, that's interesting. That you know, some people chose to continue trading, yeah. to continue the traditions of this area, like you, 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 you know, buying and selling, buy cheap, sell, make a few bob, rear your family. And other people chose to buy drugs, poison their people. And then, you know, I mean, and, and to some extent it was, it, 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 it was continuing on buying and selling and trading, but it was damaging. And that's where we, the anti-drug movement came and tried to convince people that this was not contributing to the continuous culture that we have in this area. Entrepreneurs, you know, which what your family were, you know. Leo would love your family yeah, getting up early in the morning Tina going to the was, market she was in the market we have seven every morning my yeah, man. Um, entrepreneurs of their environment so to speak yeah which is the drug trade around here in many ways I heard Lynn Rowan use that term before uh, entrepreneurs of their environment is it a choice in the absence of opportunity it is yeah I, I think so although I remember in the very early days of, of the problem and you, you were saying these were, were innocent days when you, you know, you'd gather evidence and you'd ask the dealer to come to a meeting and you'd confront them with the evidence <clears throat> and they were given a choice, you know, uh, give up or else, you know, you're doing damage. Uh, y- 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 like, but we're only supplying them. I mean, what's the harm, you know? And it's, in a sense, it's really interesting where we're sitting. Like, uh, yes. No, that's Buckingham Street. Yeah. Do you know who Buckingham Wait, no, was? No, I don't know who Buckingham was. He was, he, he was a, an Earl. I think it was Earl Buckingham. And he was one of the guys, uh, instigators, who put down the 1798 rebellion. 1798 rebellion, right? Buckingham. Buckingham Street. And then you have Sean McDermott Street, who was one of the, the chief organisers of... He was a great organiser of the 1916 Rising. So, Buckingham Street and the Arab back, Sean McDermott Street, and where do, do those great histories meet? And what happened there? At the memorial. At, and that memorial, but what happened where they meet? Well, we put a Christmas tree up there, yeah. uh, and the Christmas tree, um, I mean, I, I asked Fitzgerald actually, but it came to me, Killarney, Joseph's mansion had been taken over by dealers. And we set, set the tree up right there, near where that tree is. Uh, and it was an act of hope and defiance. But what happened was that people, 
for the first time publicly start putting stars on the Christmas tree so that their young people would be remembered. The people who died would be remembered. I remember it's just 20 years ago. And I remember one woman standing there and saying, my, my daughter, uh, she lay on cold marble while that dealer was lying on satin pillows. Well, that's poetry, isn't it? You know, cold marble, he lay on. And then after the tree came down, after the tree, a group of women, and I, I think uh, some of your family might have been involved, came up and said, why don't we have a permanent memorial? I was chairman of the Forest Station Artist Studio at the time, and I asked Tony, who was great, and he worked with the family support, and that's what emerged, the, the monument there, which is a strange a monument to our young dead lie at that junction of Buckingham Street and Sean McDermott Street. The, you know, a complex history, but both traditions did nothing for those young people, in a sense, you know. And I suppose something that you'll know, and we both know, because we go to that tree every year for the ceremony. Every year, stars keep being added they to it. They keep being added. Keep every year, added. from the time heroin first punctuated their city in the late 70s, I'm thinking you probably know a bit better, would have been? Yeah, it, well, it, it, it really... It, the, the summer of 82, and I'll tell, I tell you why I, I place it at. So when we did the, 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 the Gregory deal with Hottie, Everything was mentioned, not only inner city things. Yeah. There was a whole series of, of, of uh, including the docks, everything was mentioned. A lot of t issues of the time were mentioned, and Hadi agreed. And then he, he, he fair play to him, he used to call us and, and call into us when he was gone home, and we had an office in Summerhill prayed. And then he rang us and said, I'm going on holidays. This was in the end of July 1982. I want to meet you, so I want to see what progress has been made. And we met him in government buildings, and we said, we're satisfied with everything. Like, Gregory was monitoring that the money was allocated yeah. in the various strands and that. And, and, but we said, we, we want to report something that has to be done. During the summer, there was an outbreak of heroin. The heroin, the drug thing is not mentioned in the Gregory deal. But by the end of, of July, it was the key issue we wanted to discuss because we were satisfied that work was going on. Of course, Holly went off to Inishvikalon and MacArthur was found in the Attorney General's apartment and that was the period of Gubu, so Holly had to, you know, step down and, you know. And hence, we, we, we lost that little influence that we had, which, and you know, that, that, if, if that had continued and if Holly was listening because when Fitzgerald came in, he, he had nothing to do with us, you know. Uh, and it's only now, 30 years later, that there's a similar attempt to look at the problem in some intergovernment sort of departmental level to deal with the, the complex, not the complexity, but deal with the the levels of, of the, the inner city problem. Yeah. But was there not an attempt to kind of follow on the tragic killing of Veronica Gurdon kind of around the 97? There was, yeah. It, it, that seemed to me like it was a more comprehensive attempt than what's happening now. I don't, the, well, what, what happened was we, we had uh, gone through the concerned parents period. We'd gone through... Uh, we, we had set up a new which eventually led to the citywide drug crisis campaign. And our, our, our attitude moved from the simplicity of pushers out to the more complex thing of addicts we care. Pushers out, 
Addicts We Care became the, the sort of slogan. Addicts We and Care, Addicts We Care, Pushers Beware. That was it. That was it. Very good. Yeah, because at that time I was being led by the hand on the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Addicts We Care, Pushers Beware. That was it. And that, when we set up uh, Citywide, all the groups from around came together. The, the thing was, well, it, it, it's, it's more comp. So a number of uh, groups, subgroups are set up. So, you know, prevention, education, demand, justice, and eventually family support, you know, that as, a, as a sort of pillar in itself. So when they appointed a, a drug, the minister for, for the drug after Veronica Gearing was, was assassinated out in the Nace Road, Pat Rabbit, he basically came to the, the groups and said, what have you got? Mm-hmm. And there's their policies. So in the first... Uh, task force on, on the drug problem it reflected what the community was saying that was the one with Charles Hardy what, what, uh, no no but Pat Rabbit was the uh, Pat Rabbit yeah, 97 yeah, I don't know who the teacher was there. that Pat Rabbit was in justice no he was appointed minister for you know the, the drug problem oh what so he was an actual oh, okay so he was and, minister and, for justice and, and he uh, that's what I'm saying it, the community stamp was all over. It was. That's because, you know, and, and you could see you could you could see kind of a lot of the organisations that built up the kind of the level of community involvement that started out of drug marches became a little bit more professionalised. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was a good and bad in that. I mean, firstly, it became a little bit more about confronting the problem in a more analytical way. But then it seemed to take the bite and the togetherness out of the community after a couple of years. But the, the, the problem with, with uh, you know with which is the, the, the forces of the state want to institutionalise community development. And once the, 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 it, that is institutionalised, it can become separate. Um, you know, I've always seen community development and say, people like me was listening to what was going on on the ground, listening to all the, you know, interacting. It's jagged. It, it can't be pigeonholed, it can't be, it's not ticking boxes. And that's what Pat Rabbit picked up, that if, if the, the, I think he quoted uh, somebody to the effect that they live short, brutish lives. And he said, well, unless we start dealing with that fundamental cause by empowering people to work and create alternatives, mm-hmm. then we'll always have the drug problem. You know, we, we'll always have people yeah. turning themselves into nature of horrors of vacuum. And, and, and now the last couple of uh, uh, task forces uh, have moved away from that vision, I think, you know? Yeah, it's, um, for me, I see in 1982 it was led by people in the community who were bringing kind of power to heal. Come down and down yourself to us and we'll tell you about the issues. In 97, it seemed a lot more <clears> analytical and a lot like I wanted to confront the problem. Like, you, know, you could see, you can still see evidence of it splattered around the area. Then all through the poverty and the drug dealing remains, and then we see the kind of the violence increasing, and then you see the last attempt by Ender. And I'm not sure. Well, I, I thought uh, Ender, uh, you know, I met him over there a couple of weeks ago on his bike. Did you? Yeah, yeah on his bike, he came down. But it, the, the problem was that he was very selective about who he listened to. Uh, I'm not saying anything about the people that, that he talked, but it was sort of hail fellow well met, rather than the type of broader, what are the community issues, what are the interlinking ones, you know? 
So, I mean, the, the past year has been bizarre. It has I mean, been. Having cut uh, the funding from key projects, they now said you have this money and, and they just seem to be throwing it around without any coherence. Without any analysis of Without actually. any analysis, without any coherence, without any sense of... Uh, you, you asked about a golden age, you see. For, for, for me, there was a period where the council, to be fair to them, were walking in places like Fisbrin or Devony Gardens, this area, and they had a process, and we were involved, of trying to create area, ba- area based, <laughs> area based plans. You know, now obviously, you can do that, but if the economics of that is to privatise everything and to, uh, uh, to depend on on uh, developers, and then you say, will you build public houses? No, 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 we we we, we don't. So the the, 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 the principle of, of getting people and developing those area-based plans collapsed with the recession. Yeah. And now what this new committee are trying to do is, I'm not clear, man, I've read all this stuff, and it's, it's a genie job. You know, it, it's very hard to, to, to understand, besides of being a talking chopper with a few bob, what it is going to do. You know? And well, I know Fergus McCabe is critical, his chair of the coalition and the coalition are frustrated because they, they, they've been doing dividing into subcommittees and working, working committees coming up and it's all been ignored I think when I think the community's been great in terms of responding and organising I'm not sure if it was intended to be successful and and that for me is the real frustration part of it it was, it was a time when there was a lot of media coverage on and the community development centre sector suffered cuts of thirty-seven percent. Well, I, I think you're right, and I think if the social democrats get into power, which they might go go. I mean, I know you, you, the Labour is trying to get you back in, into their fold, but the, the one thing, the, the, the one thing that's happened in the recession was the destruction of some of the national agencies and national programmes that dealt with the issues that we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm talking there about the Combat Poverty Committee Agency, the uh, Equality Agency, and the programmes that they ran, the Combat Poverty Agency, you know, a national body, ran a national community development programme. That is all destroyed. Now you have community projects being asked to get involved in labour activation programmes, and it's a different team. But let's not finish on a sad. Let's not. Well, finish however you okay. want. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this play, Under Pressure, be there next Wednesday at one o'clock. Well, I'll definitely be there, and I'm going to finish on a piece of a voice that this man once texted me on a Tuesday evening, having not seen him for several months. He texted me saying, Gary, thinking images, because logic has failed us. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Current. Remember you can tweet us at at currentddr or email us at current at dublindigitalradio.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on the Dublin Digital Radio SoundCloud.